Today's podcast is brought to you by Dell Expert Network. Cyber attacks can destroy businesses, and when data is the driver behind the success of your business, there's nothing more important or worth protecting. Protecting the organization starts with protecting the data, and no one knows this better than Dell Technologies. Join the Dell Expert Network now at www.dell.com forward slash expert network to learn more about how Dell Technologies is partnering with MSPs to offer their broad array of security solutions. This episode is brought to you by VARC Solutions, an elite level Intuit QuickBooks solution provider. VARC's partner program helps MSPs add QuickBooks products and services to your line card. There's no fee to join and no sales quotas. VARC handles everything with pricing and order support and escalated expert QuickBooks support. Visit varcsolutions.com partners for more information. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Well, we're ending close to the end of, of hurricane season, at least for those folks down in, in Florida and the Caribbean. But it's always a good time. It's probably a good, a great time to start or keep the conversation going, I should say, about kind of the fundamentals of, of why MSPs exist and, and the role that MSPs have been playing in the market for many, many, many years. I'm not talking just, you know, only in hurricane season. I'm talking for three decades or more. MSPs have been out there really doing a a, a great variety of of good, a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, it's technical, some of it, but but it transcends just the technical to actually helping businesses, people in businesses to become better prepared, better insulated, and also to recover more quickly from natural disasters, business disrupting events, storm, you know, natural, unnatural, whatever. Um, that's really a big part of what what MSPs are all about. And well, I don't want you to take my word for it. I, I've asked one of our, our good old friends um, from from an MSP to to come on and to share his wisdom and his experience on on this topic. And I'm very happy to have uh, Ken Stringer from CMA. Uh, Ken, welcome to the MSP Zone. Hey, Charles. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, good, good, to, good to talk to you again. Um, you're, you're pretty well known in the industry, uh, but you know, for, for the folks out there who may not be familiar with, with what you do or, or what the good folks at CMA uh, do, give us a little you know, quick, quick uh, history on CMA, if you would. Yeah, sure, sure, no problem, uh, and thank you for that. The, uh, I guess the history on CMA is that we started in 1984, and we just recently celebrated our 38th year in existence. Uh, myself, uh, in November, I will make my 23rd year um, as a, as part of the company. And we started way back when dealing in the System 30, System 36 space, which turned into the IBM AS400 and that lineage. And 
probably in the 90s, we started into the open system space, and that's when I was uh, joined in in the late 90s. And we've just kind of grown over the years, became a MSP 15 or so years ago, and we just continue on in the space taking care of our customers uh, as they need, whether it's a managed service, whether it be just standard managed services or managed security or the traditional of our projects, those types of things. Uh, we're about 80 people in size and we've got a really good tight group uh, with a really good culture. Yeah, no, no. I, and, and I, I can, I can attest to that fact uh, you guys put on a mean crawdad uh, party uh, for those of you who have ever been lucky enough to be down there. Um, you, you guys, obviously, I just gave it away. You guys are based in, in Louisiana. You guys get a fair amount of l- less than friendly weather. Should we, is that fair to say? <laughs> less than friendly? Uh, yeah, I would say it's definitely definitely fair to say it's not friendly. Uh, and I would also say it's a crawfish boil. Just to clarify that uh, for those Sorry. Uh, northern folk on this call here, <laughs> uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. I had I had to give you a little bit of ribbing on that one. Yeah, uh, but no, yeah. No. So we 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 are definitely known for for seasonal adversity, if you will. <laughs> seasonal adversity, I love it. I I would like to ask your opinion because. It seems to me that a lot of people may think and look at MSPs as, oh, they just handle the technical. I know that I know and I believe that that is not true. Is that how have you ever encountered that? Is that how your customers look at you? Um, just out of, just curious. So we, uh, I mean, to be fair and honest, we do have a small sliver of our customer base who looks at us as a just technical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but what we strive to do is that we, we want to be your trusted advisor. We want to be part of your business so that, and you know, one of, one of the lines that we've used is we want to focus on your IT so that you can focus on your business. And as long as we're building that relationship that we can actually go forward together and, you know, make a better difference. Yeah. I I remember, and, and I'm, you know, I don't think we knew each other back, back, back then, but I remember in, in early to mid 2006. So it was right after, after Katrina, which, which you know, uh, for those of you who don't remember, um, you know, Katrina was, was pretty, um, pretty devastating to, to uh, a lot of people, but particularly the folks within Louisiana and, and New Orleans and up through Houston. Um, I remember one MSP, and it, it was probably at one of one of the, our MSP World Conferences, and I, I remember an MSP talking about their backup as a service to a customer in New Orleans and how the customer had said, oh, we, you know, we don't want anything backed up. We already do it. And they were talking about their tape backup, right? For those of you who don't know, tape backups, go look it up online. Anyway, the, the, the office administrator was in charge of doing the tape backup swaps. And for the last three months before Katrina hit, they had not done it. And so when they were going to restore all this data, the MSP realized that the customer had not, in fact, backed up their data. In fact, the, the customer had many months of data to recreate before they could get back up on their feet. 
and yet data backup, yeah, it's a technical thing, but that's a great example, in my opinion, of how the MSP transcends just technical issues and, and gets to the heart of, of how businesses operate. I don't know if you ever heard any of those types of stories from Katrina. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's some pretty wild stuff that you, you guys heard about. Man, Katrina was a beast. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was not a good time. But, yeah, we had a – I can't remember the number, to be honest. It's, it's you know many moons ago. But we, we had a lot of customers that were seeking our help post-Katrina. We hosted quite a few of our customers out of our own building here in Baton Rouge after Katrina. And a lot of them just came with tapes in hand asking, help, help us. What can we do? And that, that was a major scramble. I mean, little, little tidbits that we had a customer who downtown New Orleans had tape backups issues with that. Uh, had to go back and get more tapes out of the building after the storm had passed, but we actually had to rebuild their data center out of our conference room just because of the inundation of, of folks and lack of room. Yeah, and then take that to their next data center colo so that we can get their business business back online. Thankfully, they had tape. And thankfully, we were able to procure the gear and get them get them moving. That's just an example of the many that that came from that storm. And I don't want to make it a case study in Katrina, but I, I do think that every every natural disaster, particularly every storm, that there are really good you know lessons to be learned. After Katrina, did you you know did you and and the folks at CMA see any shift in business, um, I don't know, it, and maybe the way that they approached working with CMA as a managed service provider and the things that you might have been advocating before Katrina hit that they may have said, eh, that's not a really big priority for us. And then all of a sudden they, they shift and they say, yes, we're doing this, get it done. We don't want to see this again. You, you get where I'm coming from? Yes. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I do. Uh, the, I mean, quite honestly, it, it, the function of business continuity, whether you're an MSP, MSSP, or not, just a, a function of a business who has their own IT, business continuity is a, a, a pretty important element to your organization that, you know, whether it was Katrina or the last couple of years, I mean, this year, we've been fortunate that it's been rather quiet on our side of the Gulf thankfully, because the last two years was pretty horrific in itself, that you know, business continuity, Katrina, to now, it's, it's a common element that pieces of consideration within your business continuity plan change, but the, the, the core element is I've got to make sure my data's backed up. I've got to make sure that I can get to my backups and I have a place to restore them in the event something happens, whether it be a hurricane, tornado, fire, even cyber event, you know, that, that's, that's a big thing. And thankfully technology has shifted for the positive over the years to allow us to provide 
better, faster backups so that we can actually do a better, faster recovery, uh, even to the point of just real-time replication is a common element more so today because it is more common, but the, the price has astronomically dropped and the technology around being able to facilitate that. Do you- that's funny that you said that. Do you, do you think that cyber attacks, I'm talking about maybe in the minds of, of your customers or the average you know, MSP customer out there, do you think they think cyber attacks have any, any similarity to a storm like a Katrina or a Hurricane Ian? You, you get where I'm coming from? Like the, uh, One is distinctively uh, technical. The other one is a natural disaster, but... You know, hearing you talk, there's a lot of very similar outcomes and business processes that could be impacted. Absolutely. It's, it's a, I mean, really, it's contingency planning. Contingency could be the hurricane. It could be a cyber event. And to answer your question, though, customers really don't, in a lot of, a lot of cases, that, that, that correlation just doesn't happen. I mean, we try to make sure that we're bringing that to the table as a conversation point to help them realize you have to plan for this failure just as much as the other one. Um, And even audits today are actually starting to require cyber event type planning as part of your business continuity plan. Yeah, well, that's that's from your uh, that's your state law down there, isn't it? The MSP registration law has that has that requirement, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I do not think that that's part of the exact requirement. Okay, I have to go back and look at it. I, I, yeah, me too. Yeah, um, <laughs> me too. I don't. I think it was a little bit more simpler than that, but uh, I know from an auditing standpoint that 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 uh, that actually popped up from uh, I believe the year prior to, to last year's um, auditing, we started starting to see that. Yeah. So the MSP, yeah, you're right. The MSP verify audit now covers that. I, I think that update came from the Louisiana MSP registration law, where at least those of you who are covered by that, meaning you have a state agency in Louisiana, if you had a cyber event, you would have to go and report that to that state agency. And so that's, that's kind of how we picked it up and made it, you know, more more general to to MSPs than than that, but I it's not it maybe not fair to ask you. I mean, your your customers are all over uh, Louisiana, correct? You're not just in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, and all that. Correct. Yes. I mean, yeah, our territory, as we would call it, is East Texas all the way to Panhandle, Florida. So I mean, I, we've got several states that we cover, but of that customer base, we do have they do have locations outside of that territory, even internationally. Do do they? And I'm not asking for any specifics here, but do your customers have an appreciation of what it takes to be prepared for a business disruption event of, of whatever source? storm or, or otherwise and, and do, do they get that and are they authorizing you guys to you know do the things that you know they need to do to to be more secure more prepared 
That's a tough that question. Is, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it's probably questions. Easy is a tough answer. I would say that we have customers who understand it, respect it and, and actually try to evolve with it. We have some that understand it firsthand lived, you know, some sort of disaster situation and they might forget it down the road. You know, it, it, it's the, just kind of like you might hear about learning a language. If you don't use it, you lose it. Mm -hmm. Same thing there. And people become complacent sometimes. So, you know, whether the industry is forcing that preparedness or, you know, that actually helps people stay on top of it or the business leadership understands that rea reality, Sometimes they just forget it. Um, we try to have them keep that top of mind. And a lot of our services, we, we just kind of build it in, making sure that, that we are backing up the data, making sure that, that you know, we have another copy somewhere off-site, making sure that we're doing proper restore tests, those sorts of things for our managed customers. Mm -hmm. We try to build that for our non-managed customers as well because it's important. Uh, you know, we have, um, and, and I'll go back to your comment about tape and looking it up. A lot of people in industry will say tape is dead or has died. And I would, uh, I've been, you know, totally against that over the years. Tape is not dead. It's long far from dead because quite frankly, that is one type of media that you can land your data on that is, recoverable and a lot of drastic disaster cyber event um in particular I'm not trying to make this a, a, a security conversation but yeah a cyber event is just as bad as i just burned my building down on accident and i've got data that i've got to restore well if i've got stuff on a tape and i can go get me a you know tape library to drop my tapes back and start my restores i've got good clean data and it's far and it's air gapped, right? It's it's a uh, it's separated net, uh, from a network standpoint from from the source of the attack. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Because once you put once you lay data to the tape and you pull the tape out of the library, it's definitively gapped from the uh, the the ones and zeros floating on the wire somewhere. Yeah. Now, obviously, you've got to you've got to make sure that they are preserved properly. You know. Environmentally, in, environmentally controlled. Make sure that they they are out of any kind of fire danger. So that you know, again, contingency plan. Do do you get business? Because I've I've long suspected this based off of you know MS conversations with MSPs. But do you guys see a spike in business after storms where? Maybe non-customers, but even some customers, I suppose, come come to you and say, "Hey, Ken, I, you know, we we really dodged a bullet. We we want to proceed with something, you know, that they may not have uh, been doing previous, but the storm kind of is a fresh reminder of how um, how vulnerable they are. Does that do you, do you get that at all? Oh yeah, all the time. 
all the time. I mean, we, we, we try to, you know, we try to, our sales team's really good about getting it, being proactive about these kind of things well in advance of our storm season or any other, you know, like winter time, I think, you know, a couple of, was it 2020, 2020? Yeah, I guess it was 2021 when we had that big ice storm that hit Texas and Louisiana. That's just another type of disaster that can come and hit you and haunt you. It's not very frequent, but it's it's again it's something that, that needed to be contention uh, you know it's something that had to be contended with now you know people are starting to somewhat plan on okay if i have an ice storm what do i do yeah i've got to worry about people you know, make sure your people's people their families are taken care of and planned that you know planned accordingly then you got to plan for your people and you know, so on and so forth and it, it's complacency happens it's human nature if it's not hot button topic, the ones that get it, get it and continue to grow it and, and, and do better. And then some people just, yeah, I've, I've, I've missed that bullet. I'm good. I don't need it. And some people see that the bullet was close and they realize, okay, I do need to do something better. Yeah. I, I, I'm really fascinated by, by listening, listening to your, your responses that the, that the cyber, and the natural disaster is is a very is is two sides of the same coin in in my opinion. Yeah, you may be taking slightly different um, uh, preventative measures depending on what you're dealing with, but there's many business and technical steps that an MSP could take on behalf of a customer to protect against both, right? A storm or a, a, a non natural. Um, cyber type of event, and it all comes down to data and getting back up, up online. And I just think it's a good conversation to have, especially when everybody's so preoccupied about cyber security and are you an MSSP? And there's so much. It goes, in my opinion, well beyond that. And I'm not knocking cyber security or managed security, but I think that there's a lot. I wouldn't want the MSPs out there to forget the other side of the of that coin. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, it, I do honestly believe that business continuity is just a core piece of a business that you have to make sure you're planning accordingly to be able to provide services to your customers, and it's our responsibility to make sure our customers are prepared. Yeah. I, and I, I think I asked you this before we, we, we started recording, but um, you guys did not get hit. I mean, Ian, I, I know had some pretty devastating uh, impact in Caribbean and Florida, and then it kind of bounced up kind of along the, the Atlantic coast, but you guys were okay. And your customers didn't really, did your customers get impacted at all? So we were, so lucky on this one because uh, once once that once that hurricane entered the Gulf, we were starting to get nervous in this area. To be honest with you, I mean, because last year we had Ida come straight through Baton Rouge, and you know, it, it, I guess it came in inland and Homa, and same effect as as Ian. It was pretty devastating for these parts. Thankfully, we didn't get a drop of anything, um, or no wind, no nothing. Um, unfortunately, Florida took the brunt. And we didn't have any customers directly affected by the storm Good. In, in Florida, but we have a customer 
that has a handful of people that are scattered about in Florida that a couple had some near misses and they had a few that were directly impacted, but minimal power, you know, power outages, not a lot of devastation, thankfully for those folks. But again, the majority, I I do feel for the, the ones that were hit really hard over there. Yeah. Well, no, that that's, that's good to hear. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Um, it, it, just one final question or two. Uh, um, appreciate your your time, Ken. As always, uh, you're sure. as we're getting close to the end of 2022. I can't believe the year is almost almost over, and we're looking at 2023. Um, I'd like your general quick thoughts on the overall, you know, the man of services market. With you know, the the financial markets aren't doing that great. There's you know, most people think that you know we're we're in a recession, and yet. If, if you talk to the MSPs, you, you don't necessarily get the same, you know, negative feeling. Um, curious as to your thoughts about the, the state of the MSP market in general going into 2023. I would say that the market is strong and good moving forward, especially if you are providing quality service with quality people. Very strong market. Uh, we see uh, we, we're starting to see some of the bigger players in our area coming and doing some mergers and acquisitions on some of the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's definitely a strong market, and we will definitely see some growth in 2023. I guess the only caveat to any of that is the supply chain. That's that's always a hurdle until we can get past it. Is that still? I mean, I I know I. I I hear people talking about, hey, it's getting a little bit better. Is it, in your opinion? It's getting a little bit different, I would say. I, I can't say it's better, but it's definitely different. Different, but not better. <laughs> a different kind of delay? or <laughs> Yeah, yes. What was not delayed, uh, or what, I'm sorry, what was delayed is not delayed, and what was not delayed is now delayed. So, yeah, play on words there, but it's, it's just ridiculous. It's a moving target. Um, a lot of it is centered around, I guess what we're experiencing the the worst of is network equipment. Doesn't matter what kind of network equipment. It's just, it's all encompassing supply chain issues. Silicon based, uh, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've I've even I've even seen some of the vendors that we utilize in partnerships with that they're changing their engineering to try to counter the chip shortages and the silicon-based problems. Interesting, like, like through lengthening yeah. uh, life cycle of, of devices, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it will extend some life cycle, but it will also help them balance against some of the shortages too that if i can't get these components that i'm built now that i can get these other components and still provide a quality product and even though we are a managed service we still rely on product to make sure that the customer is getting their needs fulfilled you know whether they're growing adding more people or a life cycle change of equipment, you know, whatever it might be, equipment still has to get out the door to these guys. Very true. 
Very true. Um, Ken Stringer from CMA. Ken, thank you so much for for coming on and, and just taking time out of your busy day and just talking to us. And, and it's it's just kind of refreshing to hear your perspective on um, on um, you know kind of the the nuts and bolts, the 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 fundamentals of what what great work you and, and other MSPs do every day for for companies that you know doesn't always necessarily have to deal with cyber. It can, it can just deal with good old fashioned keeping customer businesses up and running. And I tell you, that's, that's a, it's a, it's a good thing to know that, you know, MSPs like you guys are out there. So definitely keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Charles. And, uh, uh, thanks uh, for the opportunity to speak with you and you, you know, love having a good chat with you. Anytime. You're welcome. Anytime back, uh, back on the program. Love to chat uh, with you guys and, uh, you know, keep, keep, uh, keep on eating those, uh, those crawfish. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, folks. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.